might have noticed that our beloved Casey Jones is not with us this morning. After the rush of Holy Week and Easter and the conference, Casey is taking some much-deserved time off. He and Imani went down to L.A. to visit some friends from undergrad. I don't know how many of you know it, but Casey and Imani embody this love story of, of two classic, classic alma maters, two classic universities. Casey went to Morehouse, a historically black, all-male college in Atlanta, whose alumni include the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and many others. Imani went to Spelman, a historically black, all-female college in Atlanta, whose alumni include Alice Walker and many others. Spellman has, they have a historic motto, which they've had since the beginning. It says, it's called Our Whole School for Christ. But in recent years, that motto was given an extra bonus tagline, a choice to change the world. A choice to change the world. They even have a little song that goes with it, which I will butcher. It's something like, it's my choice, and I choose to change the world. Something like that. But they sing it a lot. They sing it like in all their gatherings and whatever. It's really, it's a, it's a powerful song. You should check it out. Check it out on YouTube. There are lots of great, great clips. But I love that phrase. A choice to change the world. Today, Jesus gives his disciples a choice to change the world. As my Father has sent me, so I send you. Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. This is immense power. But it is a choice. A choice that is passed down to all of us as disciples of Christ across millennia. Will we continue the work that Christ has done? Will we work toward the liberation of all enslaved by sin and guilt? Will we model unconditional love, love that knows no limits and gives itself past the point of death? In this Easter season... Will we continue Christ's work as the body of Christ? To help us in that work, let's look at Christ's model in this passage. The disciples have locked themselves inside. They are terrified. Scared, stiffed that they will be killed like Jesus. Amidst that culture of fear, Jesus models what Rabbi Friedman and other family systems psychologists refer to as a non-anxious presence. He shows up amidst this fearful crew and says, Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Bears repeating <laughs> what he does. It is powerful and counter-cultural. Now, when I think of peace and counterculture, I tend to think of kind of the hippie action, the greeting, 
peace, peace. By the time that got to me, but got to my generation, punk had already been through, and that kind of peace seemed pretty lame, right? <laughs> this peace that Jesus is talking about is, is different from that peace. This is relational peace, right? It is built on trust, not just coming up to some strangers and declaring peace, which is cool. But this is a little cooler. Relationship. Trust. Remember, that is the crucial word. The word that we translate faith. Pistis. Trust. The verb translated here as believe. Believe is pisteo. The verb to trust. The last verse of this passage could read, these were written so that you may come to trust. Do, and then the, there's that other line in there said to Thomas, do not doubt but believe. Kai me ginu apistas ala pistas. Do not be untrusting, but trust. Don't distrust God. Trust, believe. Trust, remember that relationship that you have. That's something crucial to John's gospel that has been lost in our contemporary society, this notion of relationship that is emphasized, not the notion of believing facts. This is not Jesus of the Enlightenment. Do you understand? I know it's hard to read that as post-Enlightenment people. Jesus is not giving a lesson in empiricism. He is not criticizing Thomas's desire for objective truth. Jesus is bringing Thomas and all of us back into relationship, back into trust. Trust that God is enough. Trust that power is made perfect in weakness. Trust that the Jesus who died is living, resurrected, and passing on the torch to do as he has done. Jesus here gives us the spirit, the sustainer, the comforter. He empowers us to liberate others through and with and in the spirit. It is a choice, an empowering choice that can change the world. Will we Choose that change. Will we be the voice of liberation to the families and friends of those suffering with opioid addiction, which claims 130 lives every day in America? Will we, like the Reverend Jerry Anderson, who we'll see in a couple of weeks, stand beside the afflicted and forgotten? Today, the 37 million people worldwide living with HIV. 1.1 million people living with HIV in the U.S. alone. We have been given the power to liberate through the Spirit. And that is all we need to do God's work. It is enough. But we also have immense economic and social, social re- resources. 
How will we use those resources to bring God's healing love? How can we choose to change the world with all that we have? Here's an example. In 2013, Spelman College made a big decision regarding their resources. They left the NCAA and eliminated varsity sports in general. Now, Spelman was not an athletic powerhouse. They had 80 athletes spread across seven sports, but the athletic budget was roughly $900,000 for the 2012 to 2013 year. It's a lot of money. The president, Dr. Beverly Tatum, had been become alarmingly aware of data showing that young black women were prone to diabetes and heart disease and other ailments linked to poor diet and exercise. She kept seeing at 10-year reunions multiple can candles lit on campus in memory of alumni who had died far too young from these preventable illnesses. The remedy seemed obvious, disband NCAA level sports and reallocate the money devoted to them to establishing wellness, a wellness program that could take advantage of the college's gym and courts and fields. She, they started fitness and intramural programs on campus that emphasized activities that students were likely to continue after graduation, like swimming and tennis and yoga and Pilates. Many of you know that one of the reasons colleges continue even dying athletic programs is that they fear alumni giving will decrease and that they will be left stranded. In the years following their decision, Spellman's alumni giving increased. It increased. All because they made a choice. A choice to change the world by changing themselves. That is the choice of discipleship. It is a choice of relationship. That is the choice of the Spirit. Amen.